broadcast in Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's where you're going to find a center of energy, and they've got those in Arizona, too. You know, there's, I know that there's wonderful grounds that have vortexes that you might be interested in going to. And then go to Nevada, and then go to California, and then come south and go back through Arizona and go through Texas. You know what I'm saying? Getting rid of the old feelings of the old ways of thinking. And, you know, it's kind of like when people do the tarot cards. Just because you get the death card doesn't mean death and dying. It means transformation. It means changing things around and starting something new. Because I was pulling in on, on a dog companion. Somehow I get the impression that you're almost a little afraid to start the trip. It doesn't have to be a straight line happy thing, but make kind of a happy thing. Or make kind of a smile go up, up the east coast, but it's going to be a circle. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a choppy circle. Don't be afraid. You know, years and years and years ago, you know, you might, you might just come across the river and the rocks and the mountains or whatever, and then when you get there, maybe you'll have the answer to your dreams. We have moved into a new era, and life as we've known it is changing. Your relationships, career, and location will all be subject to this new energy, allow me to share with you gifts that will assist you during these new times. Don't give up hope on yourself, no. And just be patient about the process, be patient about how things are unfolding, because psychically, your lessons next year might be different. Why are you afraid of I think you should go. I think you should go. Pack the things that you think you're gonna need, and then just go. Castle Vegas might be just a premonition of a place that you're going to visit. Corporate or colonial, the movement is unstoppable, like the body of a centerfold. It spreads. Counterculture copyright Get your revolution at a lower price Or make believe and throw the fight Play dead It's exploding bags, aerosol cans Southbound buses, Peter Pan They left it up to us again I thought you knew the drill Kill or be killed Future markets, holy wars Been tried ten thousand times before If you think that God is keeping score Snowman built at the end of June He slips his hair for the end 
that song wasn't supposed to stop there, but the, the track cut off early. So um, I just barely caught it. Hi. Uh, <laughs> um, live from what was once called the Tarot Hut, and we now call it a radio studio, although it's really still just a tarp-lined shack in an avocado, gro avocado grove in Rainbow, California. Welcome to Open Lines with Holly and Mark. Um, as you can probably tell, I'm Mark, but don't worry, Holly's here too. Hi, Holly. Hi. Uh, how are you doing? The song cut off? Yeah, I don't I don't oh, know. Man. I know there were a few more seconds left, but I saw it get to the end, and Lame. I don't know what happened. I'm good, though. You're good? Yeah, how are you? I'm finer than frog's hair. Have you ever seen frog's hair? What? Have you ever seen frog's hair? Where do you get that? <laughs> have you? <laughs> yeah, I have. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, well, what about that? You ruined that? my joke. All right. That's but that's did. how fine I am. <laughs> <laughs> Frog's hair. I don't Is know. That I, a thing? I heard it yesterday. From Somebody who? said it. I don't know. Some old guy. <laughs> so listen. Okay. I'm t I think I'm too young. I even said I think it's a grandpa joke, and I'm still at dad joke level. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd try it though. <laughs> I guess it flopped. No, uh, funny. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. Um, I've been having such a great time uh, launching open lines. And the cool thing is, you know what the cool thing is, Holly? What, Mark? <laughs> We're just getting started. We're just getting getting going. But um, I don't know about you. I have a really great vision of the future, and I see really good things. What about you? you see yeah, good I'm having a good time. Yeah. What's your favorite part? About the future as a whole or about open lines? About open lines. It's really fun. It's way fun. I'm really excited. I'm stoked for tonight. Me too. I'm way excited for tonight. But before we get to tonight, you know, I always have to be the guy that like does get all the, <laughs> gets all the stuff. Come on, we got to let people know. So um, tonight's open lines, we're going to be talking about tarot. Uh, we have been trying to put a topic to each one. And I think in the future, we're not going to put a topic to each one. So if you're listening and you have anything you would like to say, anything at all, and you have, you think you can say it in 15 to 20 minutes, then let me know and let's talk about whatever it is. And let's see what happens. Let's see what synchronicity throws at us. Let's see what stories line up on each particular night. You think that sounds good? Sure. Huh? <laughs> I feel like Chris Farley. Remember that Chris Farley interview where he's interviewing Paul McCartney and he's all, remember? He's like, remember no. that? <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> that was awesome. Something like that. Um, uh, and I think, and so I think what we'll do is we'll have a no topic, an Why off topic like open. Why don't like my topics? I didn't say that. I'm just having a hard time finding You're groups of people. My I'm not topics. vetoing. Not at all. That's not even true. Well, I might still topic all right. if you All right. Have. Fine. Feel we'll free see. to topic. It might be a mix so, of some some topics and some off topics. Yeah, it could be a mix. All right. But I think next week we should do whatever. Whatever you guys have. Um, I think we're also going to... I think nothing. I think we're also going to do start doing a Tuesday um, artist spotlight. Yeah. So if you're an artist and you want to be spotlighted, yeah. uh, DM at Art Bell at Beat Poetry Instagram. Uh, Beat Poetry would be cool. But even if you like, say you have you're a uh, visual artist and you have a, a just uh, exhibit Guided somewhere, we can still yeah we still talk, talk about, about it. it. Uh, tomorrow night is Monday night. Monday night music. I promise you. I promise you. 
tomorrow's Monday night music would be more upbeat than last Monday night's music. But listen, I thought felt it that last week everybody needed to slow down a little. And I'm feeling this week that maybe we've slowed down enough and it's time to pick things back up again. Uh, Every Friday night is the Hobo Safe Camp Virtual Campfire. We've done two so far. I'm looking forward to the next one. I don't know which one it is yet, but listen on Friday and you'll find out. Uh, Tarot. Let's talk about tarot. Let's get to this. We got people waiting that want to talk, and they're people want to hear them more than us or me. People want to hear you, but I'm not giving you a chance to talk tonight. You want to say something? Oh, who me? (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. Hey, I was talking to my friend Dave Longlegs the other day, yesterday I think, and he was telling me about this time that he and a friend they were I think they were working somewhere. They came across a tarot deck. And they both were like t- completely terrified to pick it up. They were daring each other to pick it up, and neither one of them would. They were so scared of it. And I think that's a common perception: is that maybe the tarot deck is evil? Yeah. Or there's evil s- s- things yeah, associated with it. Yeah, I think that's kind it. of a common thing. I remember when my grandpa came in my house and saw my Rider weight deck on my coffee table, and he was like, "What's this? You know, you shouldn't have these kinds of things." frowned on me so I've heard that from more than one person what do you think of, what do you think though do you think well, everybody do you think they're from my... the devil come on now <laughs> it's hey, just a picture I've had a, held a lot of tarot cards in my hands through the past few years you have some pretty cool decks a lot of tarot cards what and would you say your favorite one is uh, I don't know I can't say off the top of my head I like tarot of the third millennium that one's so dark or uh the Hermetic deck's pretty cool. I love the Nicoletta deck. <laughs> but but uh, no matter what deck it is, I've never felt really, and maybe it's just me, maybe I'm the one that has the issue, I've never really felt a power radiating from the cards. I've always really felt found them beneficial and used them as, to like trigger my own words. And I've always kind of felt like I've held the power and they've been more of like prompts to get the words out of me. All right. That's interesting. What about you? Do you yeah. feel, Do you? what do you feel when you pick up a deck? Yeah. I mean, I've studied a lot of tarot decks too. And I, um, when I learned, I learned straight kind of cardomancy style with just regular playing cards and the suits. Um, when Lydia taught me, my mentor who's no longer with us. She's in the ether now, but uh, Lydia from House of Scorpio, she taught me tarot with just playing cards. She read for me for a little while, and then she taught me how to do it. And uh, so, I don't know, that kind of programmed me in the fundamentals, and since then I, yeah, I mean, I kind of riff, and I don't know, it, mine's more of kind of a clairaudient, downloady kind of tarot reading rather than a at this point, but it's, you know, it's taken years to it's kind of evolve. Yeah. Well, I wonder what uh, our callers have to Me say too. about I'm it tonight. I'm really excited We to should hear probably it. just get to it. Let's do. Because I think that they all will have a lot to say, and I want to give them all the time they need. Perfect. So, um, first I think we're going to talk to Leslie Sobel. I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, Leslie, are you there? I am here. Hey, Leslie, how are you doing? Did I say your name right, or did I? Hi. Uh, 
You did. No, you got it. Right on. <laughs> right on. <laughs> cool. So <laughs> it's really great to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining joining us tonight. Um, what Thank do you think? You. What do you? Uh, what's your take on tarot? Um, I don't know. I my take on tarot is maybe not uh, completely normal and traditional. Um, I haven't really been reading tarot cards. Yeah, I haven't been reading tarot cards for that long. Um, probably three or four years, which is not that long, and you know, compared to some people that I that I know of, um, it just sort of came as a progression in my own uh, sort of spiritual development. And um, I, you know, they're a tool, like like so many other things, uh, a tool for guidance and clarity. And, um, you know, I just, I find that I resonate more and more with the cards as I, the more that I use them. And certain decks have resonance for me in, in different ways, depending on who I'm doing a reading for. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Do you, when, so when so you when you are um, doing a reading, you kind of get like have an intuitive feeling over which deck is going to be best suited for the querent. Um, yeah, I I typically read mostly for women, um, and a lot of times I I, I resonate a, a lot with the triple goddess deck, which is all. Uh, feminine imagery mostly um, which is sort of near and dear to my heart and I find it to be really um, insightful in in working with women especially older women who are older women like me who are you know transitioning from one phase to another you know whether it be their maiden to mother phase or their mother to crone phase, which is where I'm sort of at. So I use that deck a lot. Um, I, I think you mentioned the Nicoletta deck when you were doing your intro. Um, yeah, I can't pronounce her last I, name or I would have said her last Cicioli. name. <laughs> but it's that, the, the little kids, the little sort yeah, of the little girls. kid deck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I love that deck. My, my husband actually got that for me um, about six months ago, and I love to use that deck when I'm doing readings for people uh, where we're focusing on shadow stuff, you know, like really going, peeling the layers, you know. I, I find it to be really good with, like, inner child work. Uh, so I, I like that deck a lot. And I also really kind of connect with the Cosmic Tarot deck, which is sort of kind of funky, like... Uh, 80s and 90s imagery, but I, I like it. I don't, I don't really use any of the traditional decks at all. Uh, never have. So I don't know what that says about me, but I just don't really connect with them. Yeah, I love that. That really is a good um, inner child deck to work with, that Nicoletta deck. And I love the cosmic deck, too. I love kind of the dancer, David Bowie-looking vibe of that whole yeah deck. they're so it's, it's they're really so cool. sort of kitschy and yeah i i like them but i find them they're very detailed and so when i'm doing a reading and i feel like i'm having sort of a hard time connecting imagery with messages i i i, I get a lot from that deck i actually did um 
like eight or nine readings last night at a party and I ended up using that deck a lot because it was just sort of like here's the imagery I don't have to do a whole lot of thinking and it just made the made the evening a lot easier but yeah I like that one a lot yeah that's a good vibe um you say you haven't been reading cards very long what was it that got you started like is it something you were always interested in and just recently picked up or what was that moment where you were like all right let's let's this is calling to me um yeah it's interesting i was sort of thinking about that today sort of um uh intuiting you know that you would might ask me that question um this whole my whole experience has been a progression my whole life and a lot of it not really understanding what it was and not really putting a description or a definition to what it was that I felt or believed or knew what I was and um I had had tarot readings over the years and I definitely had some kind of connection to it I just didn't really know what it was and I think um I think I had been at one of the sort of new agey metaphysical shops in LA was probably at Alexandria in Pasadena and um, I just you know was looking at the tarot decks and I bought myself one and I know you know you're supposed to people are supposed to gift you decks and uh, but whatever I've never really been one to do what people say you should do (laughs) so I bought myself a deck yeah I bought myself a deck and it was probably the like the worst one I could buy because it had the imagery was so vague um I don't even remember what it's called now but that's kind of where it started and I just started looking at the cards and trying to figure out what I saw and you know I I would get really hung up and and felt like I had to you know look up every card and get the definitions and find out exactly what it was supposed to mean and um finally after you know three or four years I really feel like I'm at a place now where I don't feel like I need to do that and um it's really a liberating and wonderful feeling and I probably could have done that a long time ago but um there's just something about having that you know being charged by someone to do this for them I look at it as a real gift that I'm giving to someone and, and and a responsibility and so I want you know I always want to make sure that I'm that I'm sort of giving them the right message and and there's always that little bit of sort of distrust of my own intuition and I know that that's crazy making and I I know that I can trust my own intuition and so it's so much more enjoyable when I don't have to be looking up um, what the uh, you know five of uh, wands means or something it's just right. it's so much more enjoyable to do a reading yeah, yeah I pull that card all the time actually <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's your why card. I said that's why I said the five of the five of wands yeah so that's awesome <laughs> what do you think it means the, fi- yeah. what's the five what is the, the the reoccurrence of the five of wands in your life what is that what do you think it's telling uh, you? You know, I feel it. Uh, I, I think what it tells me, it in in our current political climate, and you know, I don't want to 
I didn't really want to go there. But I always, when I see that card, it just feels to me like everybody's talking and no one is listening. That's always sort of the message that I get. It's, it's this like, you know, action movement, but everybody's sort of stuck holding their, you know, with their defenses and not really listening to one another. And, um, and uh, it's just, a, it's a reminder to me that um, I have to be guarded of how, you know, how I get involved in certain conversations, especially stuff that's kind of crazy making right now, at least in my mind. Um, and I, I, I sometimes, I, you know, you just sort of have to know when to, when to listen and when to speak and when to walk away and not be part of a conversation. And, um, it's just, you know, it's, it's like turmoil and, and frustration and, uh, it's kind of a frustrating card, but it is, it, it definitely does remind me that, uh, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to attend every, um, argument, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, keeping ba- keeping my boundaries, keeping my sanity, and, uh, you know, I choose not to watch the news and things like that because um, I have to I have to be really clear on what I'm willing to take in. And uh, otherwise, I go out of my mind. I'm just, you know, I just take on too much stuff at a really deep level. Um, cellular, you know, sort of empathy that uh, I have to be really careful about what what I what kind of arguments and things I get involved in. So. Long story short, that's kind of what that that card is a reminder to me. Uh, wow. You know, to yeah, that's incredibly choose my, insightful. Choose my battles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, no, you. I get that. And we've been talking the past couple of weeks. We um, we keep touching on psychic hygiene, and just knowing uh, when to kind of, as light workers, we want to help everyone. I used to rush right in and just you know. Oh, I, I, I can help. I know I can help. And I've had to learn to, to kind of hold mm-hmm. back, not let myself get involved and tangled in too many negative things because it does muddy my perception, um, as well. And then I, I yeah. can't really perform my gifts for anyone. So I totally get that. That's such great. Um, it's so great to connect with someone who's had a similar experience in that way. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. You know, I, I, I look back like 20 something years ago when I was doing social justice work, like real sort of boots on the ground. I was working for a very um, politically liberal church in Southern California and was doing social justice work, you know, during the LA riots and like all just one thing after another. And I kind of like did my time and and at this point in my life, um, I'm still really into social justice, but I choose to choose, you know, my, my battle is really in a different place now. I, I, I'm not apathetic, but it, I feel like I have a much greater purpose doing things like tarot readings for people and really holding space for love and light in people's lives. I mean, there's going to be, always be darkness and negativity, and you know, I I want to be a place of hope and light for people. And it sounds corny as hell, but um, that's that's sort of my way of being political right now in the world, um, and it's how I keep my sanity. Or else I would just go completely out of my mind and 
I can't, you know, I can't. I don't have the time or the energy to do that. It seems like it's the only way to real positive change is for everybody to kind of just shut your mouth now and like do the work or like just come from a place of light. But everybody still just wants to argue and try to just convince the other side through words when without the action behind it. Yeah, and I think, too, there's a certain amount, at least with some of my friends who are real gung-ho and, uh, you know, political activist types right now, it's kind of like, well, if you're not out there, uh, you know, getting signatures and calling people every day and stuff, like, you're not doing the work, and I don't believe that at all. Um, You know, I think that everybody everybody has a place and a job in in our um political process and in our world regardless of what side of the party lines you're on you know i just choose mine to be in a different way and and i think that in you know i i I believe that every good every good work every good um effort for some the energetic field of our universe i mean it does really affect the way things things happen you know it's the whole butterfly effect thing and i believe that absolutely and so that's where i feel my gifts are best um used right now so yeah i'm all right with it (laughs) yeah we can't downplay the importance of um individual support and giving someone support uh, on an individual level and really listening to someone, I mean, that that can't be understated in its importance. It's a very, very important yeah. part of, and, you know, it does. It goes all the way up to the political, um, down to the smallest personal issue. Uh, yeah, that, that that's a beautiful way to share your gift, for sure. Thank you. So, as you're, as you're reading tarot for people, can you just quickly before yeah. we, we let you go because I want to kind of give people who maybe don't read and who are kind of interested what is it that how, what's your process like when you when you're reading it is it just words flowing through you or are you, are you taking um cues from from the cards or like how are how are, how are you working with the cards to deliver a message uh, do, you, do you feel it's like a well, channeled thing or is it I, coming from within you uh, it's interesting. I, I guess never really thought about it that much. I mean, I I uh, definitely speak with the person that I'm doing a reading for uh, before to really get an idea of what it is that that's on their mind and where they seek clarity. And I always tell my clients, first of all, that I'm not a fortune teller. Um, I don't, you know, say in two months, you know, you're going to meet the man of your dreams and this, that, and the, I, that's, I don't, I, I don't believe that I have any kind of responsibility in someone's will for their life. Um, you know, I'm not a kind of a witch type who, you know, does spells and things. I mean, I, I think that we all have responsibility for our own path. So, um, that's the first thing. And oftentimes, People will say, well, I don't, you know, like, for instance, last night I did this, I actually did like a tarot party. And there were a couple of people getting readings who had no clue what it is they wanted me to 
tell you know what what their questions were it was just sort of like an open-ended thing and just from turning over the first card and explaining kind of what the card meant out came this you know like regurgitation of a situation that absolutely was in line with that particular card and from there we had this wonderful reading so sometimes it's just a um sort of like happenstance you don't really know what's going to come people often resonate with messages without even realizing that it's you know really touching on something in their life that's really happening and important to them so um i i can often kind of get from somebody where they're at before i do the reading just you know like instagram is a really is a really great resource and it's it's sort of like being a voyeur without being creepy about it you know like i can i I do a lot of readings through instagram uh, and i do them remotely so um you know i i've developed relationships with some of my clients and some people just contact me and i don't know them at all and i can go to their page and kind of get a feel for their life and you know kind of for what kind of things they like to do and it does really give me insight into them a little bit clearer and I find it to be really helpful in my reading. So I guess it's just from the imagery and, and the feeling, just a, a um, intuitive and sort of psychic feeling that I get. Um, I don't know. It just happens. It's, it's not something that I really think about. And so far, um, I get pretty good feedback from people that I do readings for. So um, I guess it sort of works. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. No, that's that's perfect. I mean, I I, I connect. Yeah. I'm connecting with you perfectly because that's the same way that I do it. Where where you're just kind of giving somebody guidance, and people don't really realize how much um, information they broadcast through their pictures on their on their their Instagram pages. Where as an intuitive, you can almost know what's going on with them more than they do just from a couple images. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and like I said, I mean, I, it, it's sort of a strange, I mean, it's a weird world that we live in now. It's also image driven, um, you know, and I figure if somebody's putting that picture there, then, and their public page, you know, then they want, then they want it to be seen. And it really, really is an interesting look into people's lives. Um, and, you know, a lot of times it's people really wanting to look like they're doing really well, but um, I, I like scrolling through and like finding the photos that aren't necessarily the best ones. And I, I can, I can get a lot just from the pictures. I mean, uh, to me, Instagram photos are almost as telling as tarot cards. You know, I can, I can see a story out of those photos and a lot of times really put together a clear understanding of what's going on with that person in their life before they ever even, you know, tell me what their particular uh, challenge is. Yep, I am beautiful. That's perfect. That's like <laughs> such great words. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad <laughs> that you. you decided to come on and talk with us tonight. Um, it's been, really been great well, talking to you. Well, thank you for really asking. Me. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you. we'll be talking again it. soon about other things. I know you have a whole other. 
resume of awesome oh things in your gosh, background yeah. that we I'm gotta touch on but vibe, so you're gonna have to come back maybe sure. an artist spotlight yeah, on I, a Tuesday I, where we can talk to just you yeah artist musician chef i've yeah i've got a lot of stuff that i do so uh yeah All right, well, i'll definitely be in contact we'll be talking more and thank you so much for just this taste of Great. your uh, genius Oh, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. It's been fun. And uh, hope to speak with you again soon. All right. We will. Thank you so much. Have a good night. All right. Thank thank you. Well, what do you think? Amazing. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Really cool insights. You want to go right into Eric? Yeah. All right. Let's see what Eric has to say, because I know Eric has a lot of great things to say, because I've known Eric for a little while, kind of known him. But known of him, I <laughs> should say, hey, Eric, you there? How you doing, Mark? How you doing, Holly? Hey, how you doing, Eric? Hi, Eric. We're good. How are you? I'm doing doing swell. <laughs> Does anyone use I've, swell uh, anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, yeah, do you now. do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring swell back. Hey, hey I know you have been teaching tarot and doing tarot and you have a, a deck of your own i kind of want to just get out of the way and let you talk uh are you okay with that oh yeah completely um all right the floor I, is yours. I i will i i will say this um i came back i've been in tarot for 26 years okay I, i've gone when i was 18 i had a traumatic experience Right, actually, when I was 17, my mom passed away from cancer. And shortly after that, a lot of the floodgates opened. Uh, I bought my first tarot deck that summer uh, when I was 18. And since then, I've thrown away multiple tarot decks. I've, I've gone on and off and, and done the spreads, the Celtic cross spreads. I've learned the books. I've gone through countless different decks. And through the times, though, somewhere around in the 2000s, I, I slowed down a little bit and actually got serious with it. A lot of it started making a lot more sense. I did readings for friends. I did readings for family. I just, you know, do them here and there whenever. And I've noticed a little trend that as I was doing them, more and more I was, you know, embellishing whatever the picture was. If it was a Rider Waite Smith deck and, you know, this was let's say uh, uh, a certain card like perfect example like she was saying the five of wands and that has to do with you know with uh, a non-cooperation there right where you've got uh, uh, everyone assaulting each other with these these wands and i would see it in a different light that this is a chance to cooperate this is a chance to hey we've got all this energy we can get this together and get something done and the take of it started shifting to a point where i saw a lot of this having to do with people communicating with each other and people contacting each other and that need. And as we went on into the cell phone age and we started going to the computer age and now we have the Instagram and Periscope before and Facebook now and everybody's got this little IGTV now has something on Instagram. Everybody has a say so and the more and more we're there and the more and more it looks like we can connect instantly with United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, the, the further we feel from each other. And the last three years when, when I actually made my deck in March of 2015, I was actually looking a few months before that. There was a lady in Seattle. She was a good artist. I can't draw worth. <laughs> it's, don't ask me to draw except stick drawings. Okay, So <laughs> I, I was determined to find an artist and try to get someone that would pair up with me because I had this 
what I saw a good version of the tarot that could actually in, empower people. Uh, it was that movement where, you know, you don't want to tell them the future, even if you, for some reason, got a glimpse of it, which, believe it or not, I do. It, it's the fact that it's not about that. It's teaching them the fish. It's not feeding them for the day. It's to teach them to continue on with their life and see that from themselves and come to a, an, an opportunity where they see the crossroads and they choose which way they wish to go. If it's a folly, so be it, but at least they get to see ahead of time what the big picture is that may be the perspective they haven't seen before. Um, I tell people when I read that a lot of times tarot is about perception and perspective. Like I used to be a truck driver for many, many years. And when I was over the road, when you drive, you think, I mean, you think and think when you're hitting those asphalt miles here. So I, t I say it that when you're, your life is like you're in a little Toyota Honda, you know, Toyota Honda, something in front, you know, of uh, a big Mack truck, okay, and I'm the big Mack truck, the, the big semi, and I can see about a mile or two ahead of me, and and down about two miles off, I see an accident, and that accident technically is in the now, okay, in a, in a little bit, we're going to get there, which is like the future, but it's technically now, and you can only see my big Mack truck's tail end, because I'm blocking you, so it's not like I have higher insight than you, that I'm any special, more special than you are, I just happen to have a better perspective, um, of what you can see than, and what I can see. And if I was in, a, let's say, a plane, I could even see even farther than that. So over the time when I, I was looking to get someone to make my deck, I got, I got ill. At the same time, I had a computer program that deals with fractals. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I can kind of draw something. And it didn't look very well. In the beginning, I tried a few times. And it, it really looked like geometry. It, it's If you've ever dealt with fractals, it's about mathematics. And it's literally, you put in numbers and random stuff happens. So I ended up getting the flu. The end of March, I had to stay home for four days from work. And while I had the flu, about 103 degree fever, 104 sometimes, I was really worried about jumping to the hospital the very first day or two. And I'd take medicine in between, but I'd get down to 101. And for some reason, I had all this energy, like I was electrified. And so I said, okay, uh, I'm going to try this and give it a shot. And while I was at the computer, what you see in my deck now is the Soto Tarot just literally came out onto the screen. I would hit random numbers and play with random stuff and pull a couple. Instead of it's a you know negative 300, I'd say, well, what happens if I do negative you know 777 or something weird like that? And these cards, images would pop up randomly as you know the Knight of Cups or the Fool card. And I'd say, hey, that looks like the Fool to me. I'm going to save that, put it in a file, I'll mark it as the Fool, and we'll come back and see if I can keep going. Well, by the end of the fourth day, when my fever finally broke, and I literally was shaking the entire time, I barely slept in bed, this came to fruition. And unfortunately, in Instagram, my first earliest post is only when my first version of the deck came in April of that year of 2015. But I had a lot of this documented as I was doing it. And I still have lots of documentation for the last three years of how I was slowly getting my deck together, talking about the images, and t literally saying that these are not mine. I mean, they're mine, but they came from me. I My hands touched them, but for some reason, there's something of they have a life of their own. Now, I still tell everyone to this day that these are just a deck of cards. They're just paper. They're just plastic. I've thrown them away sometimes when they get old. I don't care. I don't have any of that superstitious, you know, humbo jumbo about you have to gift to somebody or you have to put uh, crystals on them in the moonlight on a seventh sun of a seventh night. You know, none of that is something that I follow. But I, I don't, <laughs> I'll be lucky if I put sage on my pasta, okay? <laughs> but all the tarot purists out there, oh my gosh. I am a, 
I am a rebel. I am a rebel. But here, this is where we share and this is where we can see in the same degree, okay? The last few years I've learned I had a little ego when I tried to get my deck out there and publish it. I couldn't find a publisher, so I self-published it and it's been published ever since. Um, ever since then, I've even gave, given the, the images away uh, digitally on a website that people have been able to download. I've lowered my deck price to basically making a dollar off them. So I would just show that I, I share this image that it's not really mine. I see this as a new way and it's something as a tool that's helped me. Now, where I am at this moment uh, as of 2018, this deck specifically has been like my go-to because it, it's something that I've experienced in a picturistic form. My deck doesn't have words. They're very, very similar to if I explain what it is, you get it. This looks like a spider queen, the magician. Ah, I see it. It does look like that. I get you. But at first glance, you may not exactly understand, well, which tarot card is this? But that's the whole beauty of it because when I read with it, and we were talking about this. I, I used to be the type where book smart. I know exactly what this is in this type of setting in a Celtic cross in the seventh situation. It should be this type of card. Or if they're paired with this, it should be that. I never followed any of that. And especially now, when I read with someone, the very first thing I'm concentrating on is the person. I've done so many reads long distance um, through Instagram, Facebook, and Skype and whatnot that I've never met the people to this day. We're talking the Philippines, the UK, the Canada, all around America, and I still do this to this day, and, and I've just got done one today earlier, that I don't even know their profile. I see a picture. Their name is John. I have no idea who they are. I haven't checked their profile, yet I'm going out there on a limb and saying, on video, I'm going to connect with you like I do a cell phone. And it's not these magic cards that I have in my hand. It's actually a, a gift that we all have, uh, whatever, whether it be gen, uh, genetic, whether it be spiritual. I'm on the doubting tree just like everybody else because I don't understand it exactly and I can't really prove it yet, but I know it works because I've been doing it for years. And every single time right before I get into a reading, I get nervous as hell. And every time I'm done, I'm sweating bullets thinking, I hope to God I said the right thing. And usually... Nine times out of 10, a good 99% of the time, they're saying you're dead on, you're right on the money. I needed ex exactly to hear that. And I'm so glad I met you. And I'm wondering how did I get there because I didn't know anything about them. Yet while I'm reading the very, what I call a first card connector card, I pull the card out and then with seconds, I'm already experiencing something that they're wearing like clothes. I, I can't explain it exactly, but when I'm connecting with someone, it's literally like your energy around you, whether it be an aura, whether it be electricity, your feelings, your moods, your, your vibration, whatever you want to call it. it. It has no distance. It doesn't matter that you're in California, Mark, that if I read for you right now, I'd be able to pull something off that you're literally wearing like your shirt that you're wearing. And if I was there seeing the shirt and say, hey, you got chocolate this morning, right? It's on your shirt. And you'd say, yeah, I had, you know, I kind of spilled it. I was in a rush. I had to get to work. But I'm not there. And I'm actually feeling this off you pulling, saying, hey, this card is five of cups. There's some sorrow going on in your life. You're, you're upset about something, and really you don't have to be. Take a step back, and there's something going on that maybe it, hurt, it hits you immediately, but it's really not that bad. And then they come back and say, oh, my gosh, how did you know that? And I go, I don't. I just, you're wearing that. I, I, like, feel it off of you. My shoulders are vibrating. My back is vibrating. And the vibration is very similar to, like, a... 
like if you had a, like told earlier, if you had a Tibetan uh, singing bowl and you, if you rub the singing bowl and it rubs and vibrates down your hand and on your arm, that kind of vibration with a little bit of slightly cold and a little slightly warm that vibrates up and down and lets me know like a Geiger counter. Yep, Eric, you're right on cue. You need to enforce this with like authority. And I don't care if you're on video that everybody's going to see it. And you don't, don't worry if you're going to be wrong because you're not going to be. And you need to tell them this. Do I hear anything? No. Uh, but I have that sense of like my own voice saying, you need to lead them this way and you need to say this. And that's all I follow. And that little Geiger counter on myself with that one little card will take me to where I need to go. And as I pull the rest of the cards, it continues on. And for whatever the story comes out, usually it's exactly what they needed to hear for that day. And I'm totally a skeptic to this day of how exactly this is when I know this is a piece of paper. They're the symbols true of our life. But I've seen other people use other symbols and other uh, other ways, even not even using cards, and do the same thing, which leads me to believe that there is a huge connection that we have as people, and uh, whether it be generic, spiritual, or or whatnot, that we're all somehow connected somewhere, and that's gets me even more excited to share this with others and learn about this and speak to other people and see what they feel about it, and and the more I do it, the more I actually I. I I understand it, and I don't understand it. It's it's the digger, the rabbit hole. The deeper you go, you start understanding, and then you just get lost even more. But you're so excited about it because you know that if you can somehow, someone else can prove this. There's a there's a paranormal situation going on. Um, Psychics Unite here in Iowa. I moved here to Iowa, and I just met into someone that I read for the other day yesterday, and she's part of this organization. There's a doctor, Dr. Chuck Kennedy. He's in Illinois. And he's doing this paranormal research on psychics and mediums and people, um, near-death experiences, that they're actually putting a, a, a cap on their head and checking out the vibrations and the, and the waves when they're giving math problems and when they ask them a question and tell them about something in the past and see what part of their brain lights up. And then when they ask mediums and they ask tarot readers and psychics to do these readings on people, they're actually finding out what's lighting up in their brain or, or is everything lighting up in their brain and they're trying to quantify something down on, on, on paper to explain this. I was lucky enough to do that reading with her yesterday and I spoke to Chuck, Dr. Chuck this morning and he's actually going to be out here again in August and I'm actually going to be mapped for this in August uh, August 18th here in, uh, in, in Iowa and I'm ecstatic about it cool. because that's, that's awesome. only telling me, I mean that's that's exactly what I've been saying naturally that I know there's way more to this. A cell phone, you can get on a cell phone and instantly within seconds you're, you could, I could call you in California. How is that possible? Well, I don't have to understand how it's exactly possible, but it does work. It's the same thing. I know what I'm doing and I know how psychics and, and how others are doing this and myself when I read that I'm connecting through them even better when I'm not even there sometimes because I'm not, I don't, and this is no offense, I don't smell their BO. <laughs> I don't take offense to any race they may be or any pre, you know, prehistory that I might be in my psyche about this type of person or their head or their color or their, their style of hair or anything they might be wearing. None of that's there so I can, I can literally focus on the person, the soul, the spirit, that entity who's there. And it's, it's it's wonderful to know that this is other people are seeing that this way, and it's letting me believe even more that there's so much we don't even understand. But it's so real to the point where I don't even when I talk about this, they say, "What is tarot?" I say, "It's connections," and they go, "What do you mean?" I go, "Tarot is 
literally about how we're understanding and relearning how to reconnect with each other, something that we've lost long ago. And I don't know exactly how we used to do that, but there's inclination now that the the worse we're getting, like you said, with the cell phones and the in the medias and the and the TV and all these little things that are going on, that we're finding ways to reconnect again. It's like a modern day version of the Tower of Babel that we're trying to be pulled apart so we can't speak, and yet we're finding other ways to do it and finding other ways to communicate again. And and it's just astronomical to find out that we have this ability. I've talked to other people, I've taught other people, and shown them what I've done, and they have something very similar to that type where. Uh, they're not going through the book of saying, well, I need to do this spread or I need to do it a certain way. They've intuitively found a way to do it and it's and it's been working and they're changing lives for it, for the better. And, I, you know, my life has changed so much. I, I have a regular job, a regular career. I moved here to Iowa because my career turned out to be awesome, that they gave me a raise and a promotion. I didn't, I don't ever have to sell my deck and I don't really ever have to do reads. And I did one, you know, for, for a store because it was to promote them and help give them money. But most of the time, 99% of the time now, I just do them for people because I know I'm, I'm learning from myself and from them. Like I'm understanding their life. Every time I connect with them, every time I do a reading with someone, instantly I share like a moment with them or I share that it's a, what I call a flash. It goes by me instantly, but I can kind of feel that fear. I can kind of see that uh, regret. I can kind of smell in a certain way uh, figuratively that you know the pain they're going through. And, and that they want just to be recognized half the time. They're not expecting me to solve it for them. And they're not saying, Eric, you know, I have cancer. And, you know, can you solve this for me with tarot? They're coming to me and I'm already not knowing that they have cancer, saying you have issues going on and, and you've been worried about an illness and you're, you're, you're scared of being alone and you're not alone. There are other family members that are trying to get with you that you've been arguing with for years and you need to rectify this while you still have time. And you'll find out that their door is open more than you think. And that's the life changer. And that's the time. That's what tarot does. It reconnects people to people. And if, if, if I, I probably would never give this up based on that situation alone, whether the cards change or not and, and something in the, in the deck doesn't work anymore or I never use a deck anymore, which I would hope, I would still want to connect that way with people. And, and I like something that you said earlier about how we've all had, we all have this ability. Um, just some people don't know how to use it. Um, and I, and I and like, like what you just said just now, how like basically we could you could use these the tarot can be used basically to learn that ability and to learn empathy and to sure by, by connecting yourself with the cards, you can connect with other people through the cards. Right. The, the whole entire human experience. I mean, that's what I like about them because they go from birth to death and then again. And there's there's basic steps through it that we learn about ourselves, We learn about our outsides. We learn about uh, couples and then we learn about groups and then we learn how to all cooperate together to go in a certain direction. There's a lot of little things and lessons along the way of that. But and that's just something when if I'm reading for myself or trying to understand the human condition, it goes way above and beyond that. Just every connection I do, my wife is like, well, why are you going on again? You know, why are you doing this for half an hour, hour? And it's like, it's the connections I'm learning. I just learned about somebody, uh, you know, their life and what they're going through. And I kind of went through that before. And it's, and it's nice to understand that I'm not the only one that has gone through that before. And it's nice that I wish somebody would have told me, you know, that, or not told me because that's the wrong word. It's to show them what they already know and to take a, take a breather, take a breath, step back from, 
you know, all the confusion and be refocused and then re reinvigorated again that you're able to handle it on your own. It's called empowerment. If anything that does is empower them together. So, and that's what humans do. We've in the beginning we found each other. We, you know, we we grabbed and made fire together. We caved together. We made cities together. We've protected each other together. We're primarily going back to that age again where we're connecting. And it doesn't matter that it's 2018 and we're all kind of homebodies and kids don't like to go out anymore and they only like to play video online. And they, you look like they're connecting because they're online with hundreds of other people, but they're so far away from each other now, it's, it's ridiculous. And this is a chance to reconnect to people and show them how important just being in each other's lives are and having family members back in again and having uh, a chance to, and opportunities not slip away anymore because of age and enjoy the life. And even if you're at a certain age now, it doesn't matter you know, that you still have time, that you can still learn, you can still connect with other people. It, it's an awesome experience. I love that. And I love, um, I love how you touched on um, you, you wish somebody had told you that there was a way and you want to be there for people in a way that you know people weren't there for you but now you find that in healing and helping them you're you're also healing yourself and growing in these ways it doesn't matter how much time has passed you can always go back and, and heal those old wounds as you help someone through them in the present time I just think that's such such a beautiful unspoken gift of tarot and the exchange of energy that goes on and I'm just really curious um, I know you said that when you're doing readings it's not really like a clairaudient thing where you're hearing a voice it's more of a kind of clairsentient uh, free flow but when you were in your fever dream and, and kind of channeling your deck um, did you hear a voice then was it was it the same kind of guidance or was it did you maybe come in contact with a spirit guide or, or some kind of energy that you worked with just in creating the images and the fractals that you might be aware of? Because I know you said you've kind of imbued the images with certain healing qualities um, that are kind of resonant with what you were feeling at the time. Can you just expand on that a little bit? Sure. That makes um, sense. <laughs> kind of well, rambling. Yeah, it, 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 it makes no, it, it makes completely complete sense. Um, when I was like that, I literally when you have about 103, 104 degree fever, your body is shaking. Like literally, if you came out of a swimming pool and outside is 70 degrees, I mean, you're shaking horribly. And we were kind of scared when that was happening because I, I literally was crunched over and bent over like an old old man. I mean, literally, it was like an old man. This was, you know not too long ago and I was worried like something's wrong I'm I, we may have to go but you know I took the Tylenol we waited a, you know a half an hour hour it went down to 101 I felt a little bit better and I'm like no I'm gonna sit here we'll wait it out and see well the entire time it just kept happening and and my wife's like Are you sure you don't want to go anywhere it's like no I, even though I'm shaking while I'm sitting here at the computer it's making sense it, that shaking experience was not auditorial it was not I didn't see visions, but I saw visions as I was literally manipulating. I could swear that there was a hand guiding me. And not only that, that, that vibration that I had, the shaking, was actually a full-blown version of what I have when I read. So if I read for you now, Holly, and started pulling, and if there was a card that I need to say, it would, it would rise up in the back of my spine and a little bit on the left shoulder and, and a little bit on the right shoulder uh, and literally vibrate warm and almost be a little chill 
the same feeling I had all over my body during that time. So I'm more than likely thinking that that's, that was a taste of what was going on so I would recognize it now. Now, it took a little bit of time, maybe a good almost a year that I didn't really, I was getting them on and off sporadically that I would have that as I read for somebody, I would kind of know, but I didn't have that, oh crap, am I sure? You know, I'm getting lucky maybe. I'm not feeling like a, a validation that I, this is right. And then almost a year uh, later when I took a break off, it started coming even more aggressively. And I started thinking, I go, you know what, that's that's the same feeling I had at that time. But it's it's controlled. It doesn't make me nervous. It makes me very reassured when it happens. I just had one on video here. Literally, it's, I marked it on video. I just put it on Facebook and I just had it for about a half an hour. There was a gentleman I did it with that, uh, his name is James. And as I was telling him about his job, and I didn't know I was telling him about his job, I said, there's a blockage on your on, on something that, that's trying to grow, like a business or something of yours. And then the other one came up that it had to be a king of pentacles, which meant that there was, someone doesn't see something fairly like a good king would and, and of a land of, of plenty. So I said, some something there, there's a, there's a blockage there that you're not gonna go anywhere. And that vibration took full force and I said it on video. I said, whoa, this is happening. So I'm gonna tell you exactly how I feel about this. This isn't gonna work, there's a blockage there. And he told me off camera and he typed me up and said, you know what, I knew about this already. I'm already gonna go to college. My, my job is a dead end and I knew there was issues there. You're the second psychic that told me this. And I just wanna thank you that you've validated that 100% that the way you said it and the way you did it, that I, I totally know this is the right, correct, way that I need to go. Now that I did, it was great that he validated it with me again. So I understood that. But when I had that shaking and I had that, that, you know, electricity vibration on my back, I knew exactly what that was. And that empowered me to say what I needed to. It was full force back then when I had it in 2015 for four full days. I, I really don't think I could, I could deal full force like that again. It was draining. I lost a lot of weight and I was surprised I did what I did. And to this day, I still look at cards and, and go, wow, I cannot believe that this is something mathematical of what I did. It looks like someone drew them, but it's exactly, I wouldn't change uh, any of the cards exactly how they should be. So yes, I think there was a there was either a guide, um, it could be my mother, it could be a spirit guide, it could be something higher. I see it as something of spirit that's helping me along the lines, which is why I try to make sure that when I'm reading for people, it's in the right interest, that there's no ego involved. It's not Eric trying to show off, it's not Eric trying to, to be something that he's not. I've been blessed a thousand other different ways ever since three years ago when this deck came into my life that I wanna make sure I continually give back. I call myself a light worker and that's exactly what I do. I mean, I can't be out there 100% of the time, but I'll randomly know something's going on on a, on a, on a post or somebody saying something or I some, somewhere in real life. And even though I don't have my cards in front of me, I'll occasionally get that little vibration or what I see a flash and I'll, I'll see something a little bit of, about somebody that I feel like maybe they just need to talk. And most of the time, that's exactly what they need. So I'm following wow. that guidance that I did back three years ago. That's so cool. You're like a Claire feeler. Like it's a, such a physical, <laughs> visceral experience for you every time you connect that it's this tangible, uh, physical thing that you go through. I'm sure there's a word for it. I'm sure it's not clear feeler, but <laughs> it's like, right. <laughs> I don't know, that's interesting. It's, that's really interesting to me that you um, take on these, these physical attributes. That's awesome. And I feel like we could, and, and it's, I'll tell you hours. what, it's, it's definitely not, 
Right. It's definitely not something that I take for granted. I'm afraid of losing it every single time. Every single time I do it, I'm afraid it's gonna not. It's gonna be the last. Right, and that's why you have to be careful and make sure you know um, that you keep your vibe high, that you keep your intention correct. Just because you experience so much physically through those connections, it's probably pretty challenging to always um, experience it on that level and then still aim to the higher and keep it keep it in a high vibe that can be that can be tricky when you're taking on symptoms of other people's tendencies for anxieties and different kinds of things like that but thanks so much for sharing um these really deep insights with us i'm i'm wow my mind is just going now too but <laughs> and, and it's probably if our anybody Pisces listening <laughs> um soto taro uh, uh, on instagram at soto taro um you're always posting stuff all the time, and you know it, it's even if it if it's not for you, you should read his readings because there's like 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 he was saying we're all connected and that uh, you know yeah. a reading for one person is a reading for you. And it's a non-traditional you. kind yep. of tarot, so definitely like if you're a little nervous about understanding tarot concepts, um, check out Soto Tarot because it's really outside the box and super cool. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, Eric. I'm sure we'll be talking again in the future as well. Thanks, guys. Oh, man. That was cool. Yeah. That was so fun. I know. I'm totally... I'm all amped I've up. Used, <laughs> I've used Eric's deck quite a bit in the past. Me too. I really like it when I want to um, kind of... Sometimes I have a hard time letting go of an old thought or if I get a reoccurring card that keeps popping up and I get kind of haunted by a card and I want to really break out of that feeling Soto Tarot is great for that yep so so go follow him on Instagram uh, at Soto Tarot and then from there you can find all his other stuff like his deck and his website and find out about more yeah. about him non-human images that kind of it's it's an alchemy kind of deck it's cool now, last but certainly not least, we have another guest tonight. It's our old friend from Instagram, Between Blue Worlds. Are you there, Angie? I hope she's still there. I'm here. <laughs> You're okay. there. Thanks for hanging on. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you great. Hi, Angie. I forgot this was like a choose-your-own-adventure thing. I was like listening, and then all of a sudden you said my name, and I went, oh, <laughs> I'm involved. <laughs> You're, this, this you're on. This is so cool. <laughs> so how are things? Life is but a play. This is so weird. <laughs> so, uh, what do you what what do you want to talk about tonight? You can talk about whatever you want. We'll follow you. Oh crap! Um, <laughs> well, I. I, I don't know. I thought this was such like a cool thing and I wanted to get involved. Quite honestly, it's completely uh, selfish. I was like, you know, if this takes off, I want to be like, I was on one of their first shows. You know, <laughs> I, I, I want to be on the, the, the like, record. you know how we had like the people that had CDs, but we were still in that era where like somebody would have a tape of something <laughs> that nobody else had. Like I want to be on the tape version of your guys' show <laughs> well, before you to take the tape off. Version. Everybody, you've 
Amen. You've been using tarot on and off for through the years. I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is because you have, I think you have kind of an interesting perspective because you've kind of embraced them and shunned them and been indifferent to them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I watch where the pendulum swings and I rode that, you know, I, I talked before on, um, the virtual campfire about that a little bit, how I had not, I had not, you know, Holly was talking about that earlier about, he said he had a relative that was like, oh, your cards. And I had never experienced that in my life. And I um, did a whirlwind tour of meeting people like that. And damn, people are really serious about it. I had no idea. I That is all new to me that people were that, like, really thought it was evil. And I, I hadn't realized that you could be that scared of something inanimate. <laughs> well said. It's like a piece of cardboard, just calm down <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like man you guys would be really easy to scare like I could really do if this is scary to you you know like it's such a low bar to set in your life to be scared of something <laughs> we can top that easily <laughs> show you something really scary <laughs> exactly exactly Tara's just you know, tarot to me was um, always a way to, you know, it's so hard. I, I, you know, there's nothing original to say. You guys have such great guests. But, you know, it's it's a way to tune in. It's that frequency finder. And I, for me, the imagery I get for finding the right frequency is kind of like a, a dial in the crown chakra. And I can play with it and kind of line up and, and then see, you know, I, I say whatever it is that lines up with that. Because... Part of tarot, I think that, you know, we all kind of bring with us and, you know, all the readings are really for us. You know, every reading you ever do is really just for you. And and you can go through that and, and you have to weed out that, oh, am I just talking about Twin Peaks because I like it or is this client going to know who the log lady is, you know, and, and moving forward professionally that way. <laughs> And and when you start getting, you know, frequency stuff that you've never seen, that's when it starts getting interesting. You know, you start playing with that. And that's where, you know, the evil people, you know, they start gaining ground with you because you could they can say, well, you didn't know that something put that in your head. And if you have any of that self-doubt that that can grow on any soil that that can get seed off into, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, now you often um, call in angels and the Fae and other kinds of spirit guides when you read. Um, can you expand a little bit on your practice that way? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up with the angels as kind of an esoteric idea like it was never we never said it was pretend but it was never you know like quite a concrete thing but when things really got real it was like something my family would talk about is you know kind of calling the angels and so when I started doing uh, tarot on my own as an adult because my mom had done it when I was young when I started doing it on my own as an adult I didn't actually incorporate the angels at first I was do just using the reader white deck and 
you know, doing readings for friends and, you know, blowing my own mind and, you know, having a few beers with people and going, oh, shit, you know, that was real, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and doing the kind of fun tarot. And, and then as those readings progress and you start doing more real, you, you find that, you know, our, our understanding is so limited, you almost need these bridge entities that are somewhere you're not yet. You know, so so for me, angels are are the ones that go. I you know the big rig theory. The angels are for me are the ones that are are in the planes up above, and they go. No, I can see up there. It's fine. You're not going to believe them, but the point is that they're saying it. And when things get really bleak, you can you can go ahead and believe them. You know, like to have that there. I started working with angels when. You know, as an adult, readings got real serious, and I went, oh, I have this other thing, you know, I wonder what would happen if, and then I stumbled upon Doreen Virtue, which is a whole separate thing, especially since she's now shunned her own decks. Did you guys feel that? (laughs) Yes, a true uh, tarot anarchist, which seems to be a theme, so... I don't know, she had that whole legacy. You know, watching her is (laughs) Oh, oh, you know, I, I actually, I messaged her as kind of like a, you know, you just have like those whim moments where you're like, they're (laughs) probably not going to read this, but just, you know, like, who am I to say anything, you know, kind of a thing. But I messaged her and she actually messaged back. And then I had a moment where I was like, shit, am I about to argue about Jesus with Doreen Virtue? And I kind of froze, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) more and I was like fuck what was I thinking <laughs> why did I message you what am I trying to do here and so I, I just kind of said you know like I, I destroyed a lot of my own stuff you know in this process and, and I went through a similar thing and I'm here for you and I you know whatever I kind of rambled and, and then she sent me you know a link to her book and said oh you know but now I have Jesus I don't need fairies anymore and my heart just like broke in a million pieces because I remember saying it and like it's such a bleak world though but I think that's kind of Jesus's point in a way you know like oh yeah no you can have it you can have just this (laughs) you know like go for it see how that works out for you because there's an element of Jesus that people I think kind of they know it's there and they like to play with it, but they ignore it. You know, like, like the braid your own whip and chase everybody out of the temple, Jesus. Like, that part's there. You know, it's not hugs and peace. He didn't, like, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of pictures of hugging people. Not a lot of evidence of him hugging people, you know? Like, it's a very interesting... There's my life in the background. Um <laughs> It's, it's a very interesting, you know, kind of duality that you pick up when you go, okay, I'm going to be subjective to the divine masculine. I'm going to play with being, you know, the lower part of this, even in that part of the duality of the divine masculine that doesn't ask for that and actually explicitly says, don't serve me. So, you know, moving through that and then watching Doreen Virtue moving it now and in my brain, this sounds fucked up. I hope she doesn't listen to this, but I'm going, oh man, she's in her 60s. Is she ever going to move out of this? Or is she going to, you know, die in this place of shunning her own life work and, 
you know, how many authors and everybody have we already lost, you know, that did that in that moment. And then here I am messaging her on Instagram and freezing and like, oh, have a nice life. Bye. Thanks for all the tarot cards. <laughs> I love it. I love that you went there, but I love that she responded. And I really hope she listens to this. I've got my she, own Doreen so issues, but that's neither here nor there. And she was being so genuine, and it made it so much worse. I If it would have just been, like, some, like, paste and copy, like, thing, it would have been totally different. But I was like, oh, shit. And then I was like, oh, you're a real person, and I'm a real person. And, you know, like, all those things that you know, and then your inner child, and then your fangirl part that's, like, totally irrational. Like, it, it, it was just a very interesting part of my life. But what the fuck was the question you asked me, Mark? <laughs> um, did I ask you a question? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't. I, don't I just got into what you were talking about. The question doesn't matter. Where we ended up is what matters. Oh, I was just asking. I asked you to talk oh. about how you kind of tune into your guides, and we went off on a Doreen tangent. But yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm grooving on it. <laughs> I carry on. <laughs> Thank you. I just. I, you know, how I incorporate all of them is basically because they're all the same thing. Like, I'm fully aware of the truth being that the light has to come. There has to be one source. There has to be, you know, separation along the way. There has to be, you know, all this stuff. There's all these key elements that are in everything. And as you get, like, up through tarot is kind of the starter because you're like, oh, we're all the fools sometimes. Oh, we're all the five of wands sometimes oh, we're all, you know, we're all the police, we're all the hippies, we're all the, you know, all the Ron Dossisms that we've all grown up with. Um, you know, we, you realize that, and then you realize that the metaphysical is on that scale, too. So you have, you know, your angels are also your demons. And that's, you know, where a lot of people stop. And I am so grateful I didn't stop there. And I hope Doreen doesn't stop there, either. I just, <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where she takes it. That's for sure. Yeah, well, she's the Hay House dropped her and everything, so it's just it's it's such an interesting. I think that for me and seeing it kind of reflected in her journey, at least the public aspects that we get to see, um, and then what we kind of pick up just you know from relating and resonating having that like that grief piece of your life that makes you throw in the towel you know it's kind of when you give your your whole life to any religion or any any man i'm not going to give my life to no man but when you do is when you think you do it better you know, you have to think. You have to know that they know how to do it better, and Christianity lends a really good hand to that. It goes here. We already know how to do it better, and the people that it helps is because well, sometimes it's it's right. Sometimes it is doing it better than you, you know, and sometimes you're doing better than it, and it's not static either. It's whatever angle you come at it with. So, you know, you can you can be really harming a lot of people and doing all this stuff, and then here comes this thing that is doing better and you can do that for a while. And I think that what's going to be interesting is how we're all going to 
help people bridge this gap to get out of it without it being a shameful thing. Without it being, you know, because we all are going to have friends. Just like we all came out of pyramid scheme businesses on Instagram, we're going to all have to come out of Christianity at some point, too. Interesting. And Instagram's going to be an interesting support group, I think. <laughs> yeah, it already is for me. <laughs> Yeah, none of us can leave. We might as well make something of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to leave. Yeah, well said. <laughs> you can check out anytime you want, Mark. <laughs> you can never leave. Um, I've tried. <laughs> yeah, you've tried. You always come back. It's funny. Um, do you get any kind of physical symptoms when you're connecting with people that you read for? Because... I know you do Reiki and all different kinds of energy work with people. Do you yeah. do you get kind of tingly or, or hear electricity, things of that nature? I, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I go through phases. So, like, right now I'm extremely maternal. I have a 14-month-old, you know. I'm just, like, in that mommy phase. And I definitely feel things more right now. But the way that I feel pain is really different because I also just gave birth naturally at home. And so, you know, like stuff like migraines that still hurt and they'll still like stop me from doing stuff. It's not the agonizing, this is going to kill me because now I know pain can't kill me. It just tried really hard and it failed. So it's like this very different thing. So, but what it's happening is I'm almost feeling pain more when I'm doing readings and stuff, but it's not, it's like pulling through instead of hitting every single barrier and making me afraid. So like before, if I would do readings and I'd start to feel pain, I'd resist it immediately because I don't want to pick up that person's energy. I don't want to, you know, like all the things that I think might happen from feeling it. And now it just kind of goes through me and it's, it's the imagery I'm getting is like, you know, in movies when spirits go through somebody and they're like, Oh, like they just felt something like shimmery go through them. It's kind of like that, but I can do that more with pain now than I used to be able to. So it's giving a depth to readings to be able to, you know, kind of let pain exist that way. It's not necessarily pleasant, but I, if I've come to understand anything, it's that life isn't necessarily pleasant. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, man. It's so good to talk to you, Angie. <laughs> it's been too long. Yeah. Um, I know you're... I love every every time I... Sorry, go no, ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> well, I would just say I just love seeing, like, all your... Uh, the radio programming stuff. It's like, <laughs> you know, I, I just... I love it. I love it. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. And I hope that you will maybe consider... Um, one, one thing we didn't talk about earlier was we're looking for other people to do shows. So hopefully uh, that's something you would consider in the future because I know you have a lot to offer. Sorry to put you on the spot here on Isn't live radio, but... <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> this is like asking somebody to bury you on the Megatron, right? <laughs> just, this is just, like just, the, put it, just put it in your at head. The baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> I invited your whole family. <laughs> at some point, at some point in the at some point in the future, consider well, it. 
Well, yeah, because Angie has like a ton I of will. great I'm writing. Yeah, you you can you can share some of your writing Aww. if you would be open to that, or any of your. Um, I, I know you teach energy work and things like that. Maybe some tips and tricks. Anything, anything you can think of. Meditate on it. Oh man. Send me a message if you. Uh, I love it. Decide. I'm in. <laughs> All right. You know I'm in. I have a good state. <laughs> you can uh, follow Angie on Instagram at Between Blue Worlds. And all her information is there. Um, any final words to leave us? Any final words of great wisdom you want to leave us with tonight as you you close out the show? That's so much pressure to be funny, but just be excellent to each other. That's all. <laughs> just just be nice. Like you have a choice. In every moment you have it. Just don't be a dick. That's all we ask collectively <laughs> as a planet. <laughs> Stopping dicks to each other and we'll all be okay. Is that not gender appropriate anymore? It's, so I should probably fine. respect it. It's that fine. It's Don't, perfect. It's I think perfect. We all have assholes. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Exactly. Asshole is gender neutral. Yeah. I, I, know, I know some women that can be, be a dick. That. So <laughs> I think oh, it yeah. works. I think that works. That's a perfectly Angie I, answer. I <laughs> That's why we love her. <laughs> All right, Angie, we're going to be right, talking guys. soon. Thank I'm you gonna, so I'm going to be looking cool. for that message. Okay, I will. <laughs> I will message you something. All right. I already forgot what, but I will definitely do it. <laughs> Tomorrow All you're right. going to listen back and you're going to say, what? <laughs> All, right. All right, have such a great night. What? I um, am realizing that I forgot to um, mention uh, Leslie's Instagram which is at ravens.hearth and go there and check out all her awesomeness. All the, all the, you know, the, the Instagram posts of this anyway, so you'll be able to find all these people easily. What do you think about tonight? I loved it. That was so much fun. What a ton of information, too. I'm going to be processing all that for a while. Yeah, it's just definitely a listen back one. Yeah. I always which find something new. I have to new. listen to my own voice. But, <laughs> uh. Your voice is beautiful. It's great. Uh. What's your problem with it? I don't know. Right. I don't know. It's the anxiety. Like a reading. Yeah, it's, it does cause anxiety. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, join me tomorrow for uh, Monday Night Music. And we're having a contest, you know. If you have a better name for Monday Night Music, let me know at Art Bell on Instagram. DM me because if you win, you get to do, do the playlist and host the show for the night. So doesn't that sound... Like something yeah. that would be fun. Yeah. So join me tomorrow. I'm sure Holly's going to swing by at some point. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a great night. Up 
the stairs to the car Can you call your apartment And you sink in your chair Brush the snow from your hair And drink the cold away And you're not really sure What you do but she needs something to fill up the days A few Something more like a feel 